welcome to another episode of Oto. Glad to have you back, guys. Uh, tonight we've got a special guest with us, our new contributor to the site and to the show, and that's uh, Apoc from Apoc's Metal Reviews. Say hi, folks. Good to have you on. I've uh, been reading your site for about a year and a half now. Really enjoy your reviews. You have a lot to say about the topic tonight, which is metal. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> Going to go ahead and tell you what our first block coming up is, and that's the Visual K band bands rather, Versailles and Jupiter. I've been familiar with the majority of the musicians in these two bands for Going on a, a decade now for some of them, and about 15 years for, for one particular member. So I'm, I'm quite familiar with these guys, and I do absolutely adore their work. Going to give you a little bit of a, a backstory here, and I may go off on a bit of a tangent, so I, I will let you speak, I promise. But... Hey, tangent away. <laughs> Versailles is... Probably one of the first instances in my mind of a visual K or glam rock supergroup coming out of Japan. At least from my perspective. You, you did have probably the first self-proclaimed supergroup, Skin, which debuted a few years ago and only had a handful of performances. And that had uh, Gakuto and Sugizo from Luna Sea and you know a couple other people. And, and they actually called themselves a supergroup. In my mind, no. Versailles is the supergroup, especially for Visual K. And that is because it contains vocalist Kamijo, whose uh, previous band, Loren, I've been listening to since 1998. So I, I have been following his career for a long time now, and he's one of my favorite vocalists in that genre. I still, to this day, impulsively have to just burst out singing their song Fuyu Tokyo. It's If you've never heard it, go to YouTube right now, because we're not playing it on the show, unfortunately. We will. I, <laughs> I will get to Loren. Trust me on that. But Fuyu Tokyo on YouTube, it is probably the cheesiest, most flamboyant thing and that's putting it mildly, that that's ever been released. It, it's amazing. <laughs> I will harass you on Facebook for the spelling of that, because I'm more than likely going to screw that up horribly. Well, I will be sure to send you the link itself. <laughs> okay. In addition to Kamijo, I was a follower of uh, guitarist Hizaki's career since his early beginnings in a band called Crack Brain. And also his work with Madith Grail vocalist Hisui. They had a project called Swadis Marvely. I'm pretty sure I butchered that, but that's that's common for this show. You'll get used to that. <laughs> oh, I know the feeling very well. He was a solo guitarist, a solo musician for a long time, and he had solo projects which he, he just called it Hizaki Grace Project, and that was kind of the genesis for Versailles. It had uh, the bassist Jasmine Yu was in it, and the other guitarist Teru was also in that project. Uh, but at that time, they had uh, the vocalist Zhuka, who is probably most well-known for being the former vocalist of Moi Dis Moi, Mana from Malice Miser's solo project. Really talented vocalist, Kind of controversial if you believe some of the internet rumors. I won't go into them. That's a whole different show. But really talented group of guys. And that kind of evolved into Versailles. And as I said, it had guitarist Teru, who before Versailles was in a very 
very underappreciated band called Aikaru. That was my first introduction to him. He was kind of the trap of that band, whereas in Versailles, he kind of has the prince role to Hizaki's princess role. Very thematic, the band. I don't know if you've seen yeah. any pictures or any videos <laughs> of them. I've seen pictures. I one just one look at them, and I just my God, it looks like Final Fantasy brought to life. <laughs> you get that a lot in Visual K, and if you want Final I've Fantasy, noticed. if you want that in fi Final Fantasy, you can look at Illuminati music video for Miles Meiser, as I mentioned previously. The, their vocalist looks exactly like the main character from Final Fantasy VIII. And in fact, it's kind of been... They kind of use Gakuto, the, the vocalist, as a basis for Final Fantasy characters now. It, oh, lovely. <laughs> and he's even had his own video game made where they you know scanned his entire body and you're basically playing as him, but as a samurai. <laughs> and you know, here I thought having the band members of Blind Guardian in a game recently was a major accomplishment or a downfall. <laughs> I'm still not sure exactly what uh, how to categorize that. <laughs> I, I'm going to go more as a, a plus than a downfall, really. Yeah, anytime you, you can get some of your favorite into other mediums, it, it, it's hit or miss it's usually miss but you're still happy about it <laughs> oh yeah I, I, blind guardian one of my favorite bands i heard that I'm like ah, i don't know i don't want to ruin anything for me <laughs> so now that you're telling me that it's just ah, not sure i want to actually experience this this could be a bad thing <laughs> well in addition to teru there was also uh the recently departed bassist Jasmine Yu, who was in a, again, a, a very underrated group from Visual K's golden age called Jakura, and very talented bassist, and unfortunately he died in 2008. When he died, they said that he will always be a member of Versailles, so they didn't quote-unquote replace him, but they did find a bassist to perform with him, and that's, uh, his name is Masashi, and I'm probably the least familiar with him than with any of the others though I did quite enjoy his work with former Lemure vocalist Khan's band Red Carpet they were shortly lived but had some decent releases and Khan's gone on to reform with a lot of Lemure's members for a project called Cell that is some nostalgia nostalgia if you were a fan of visual k in the late 90s early 2000s and and you like that sound look into cell it's some really good stuff that's going to give you a bit of a throwback and last just want to get get all this out of the way because <laughs> I, I do love these guys last but not least is, is drummer yuki who worked in a band I adored and nobody knows about, and that's Sugar Trip. Amazing. Simply amazing. I'm one of them. I've <laughs> never heard of them. Well, a lot of these bands, not even a lot of Visual K fans know about them. So I am a bit of an encyclopedia when it comes to this genre of music. <laughs> so don't don't feel weird that you don't know what I'm talking about. I bow to your encyclopedic knowledge. Yeah, about 99% of the people on the planet don't know what the hell I'm going on about. <laughs> These guys have some serious talent to them. Their talent just outshines everyone in their previous band, so when they go on to something greater, it's no surprise. Yeah, <laughs> I try to figure everything out. And it's just, I told you I was going on a tangent here. <laughs> to actually comment on the, on the track we're playing, it's called Zombie, and it was from their album Noble, released in 2008, so very shortly after Jasmine Yu's death, and it was one of the last songs he actually performed with 
with the band. Now, I love this track. It has a very marching, droning feel carried throughout it. it it's infectious to me. I don't know how you felt about it. I, I don't know. I picked up on more of a prog touch than anything with that one. Yeah, the marching was there. It was all right. I didn't like it that much. I thought it was pretty good. For me, it was just the vocals kind of threw it off for me a little bit. It just, I don't know how to explain it. It, it felt like they deserved to be there. But at the same time, just maybe, I don't know, just the range he was hitting seemed a little bit out of place. Well, that makes sense. I know you're not too familiar with the other songs in their uh, discography, but they do more of a symphonic metal type of thing. And Kamijo's voice does work better in that type of environment than something that's just a little more aggressive like this song. And this is this is a bit of a departure from what they normally do. Uh, like I said, it is a bit more aggressive in, in its feel. A lot of their other things have a bit more of a romantic feel to them i think that that would be the proper way to describe it i can see the vocals working a lot better in that sense i really can yeah i find the riffs in this you know just very infectious and it, it like i said departure from what they normally do so and it doesn't really get played much when people talk about versailles so i did kind of want to spotlight it and show that they actually did have a bit of a range to them that they weren't all clouds and elegant staircases and big gaudy gowns <laughs> well the music to this is good I mean, it's just like i said the vocals kind of threw me off a little bit but you know now that you explain the whole romantic element to some of their other songs yeah, it does make sense. It's something that I should definitely look into a little more. They are a very thematic band, so every album has a story to it. A lot of their music videos will be very long because they're they're trying. They they've got a bit of a short film before and a bit of a short film after, and you know we're going to have the song right in the middle, and that's very traditional when it came to classic VK bands. I've mentioned them before, but Miles Meiser did that a lot. Considering you weren't so keen on the vocals, but you really enjoyed the music. I'm really curious what you thought about the next track from uh, Jupiter, <laughs> A Blessing of the Future, uh, as that's all the same members of Versailles, just with a different vocalist. Yeah, what's up with that? There's different vocalists for this group. I mean, yeah, there is a, a definite difference in the music. That's pretty clear right away. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious like, what caused them to say, hey, you know what? We're going to go with a different vocalist. We're going to do a completely <laughs> different style. Screw you! <laughs> I'm not sure what happened exactly, but I do know Kamijo, he's, he's been in the business for quite some time, and he does have a bit of an ego. So that probably had something to do with it. Probably. But uh, well, You know what? I In a way, I'm actually really glad to hear Jupiter compared to Versailles with uh, just this song that you sent over to me. I really like this one. I like the neoclassical guitar work that's in it. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely liked Zinn as a vocalist a lot more. I just really like this song a lot better. <laughs> I'll have to send you a, a copy of their album, uh, Classical Element, then. It's a really good, solid release from them. The title of this single, The Blessing of the Future, it's pretty straightforward in telling you, you know, we're going in a different direction where we're moving on, we're moving forward, we're, we're going to try some different things. Some of the tracks, you know, it's very similar to Versailles, but Jupiter is a, a little harder. It kind of drops that, that, you know, romanticism that Versailles had, which makes sense because Versailles, it's all about, I mean, hey, their name's Versailles, uh, the palace. So it's going to be based around Parisian element you know romance and vampires and very twilight you know <laughs> uh, twilight 
Ugh. And Jupiter is, is, it's a little more accessible, actually, because it's not as thematic, in my opinion. Yeah, considering there's no theme and concept to it, you could just kind of hop into it. Yeah. You know what? Uh, when I was looking up Jupiter, I came across Teru's other event, Dragon Guardian. Mm-hmm. I think that was it. Not to kind of go off a little bit here, but that actually really surprised me. That was really enjoyable compared to uh, to Jupiter. You should really try out an Aikaru, his, his uh, former band, before all this. He, You can tell he is the best musician in the band, though they did have a really decent drummer. But it's very tongue-in-cheek in what they did, and they had a lot of comedy to them. I found them very engaging when they are, were around. And I, I don't really meet very many people that have even heard of them. So I'd like to get more people out there listening to them. That you know, A little more comedic than what he's currently doing. Just it's quite a departure. Still very engaging. So let's yes, get into yeah. the song. Let's get into the songs. Okay, <laughs> we'll come back and I promise I'll let Apoc talk more. All right, uh, this is Versailles with Zombie from Noble, released in 2008, and Jupiter with Blessing of the Future from the self titled single, which was released this year.
That was Versailles with Zombie from the Noble album, released in 2008, and Jupiter with Blessing of the Future from the self-titled single, released this year, 2013. Going to move right along into the next batch of artists because I ranted for way too long the previous segment. (laughs) A little bit, (laughs) but it was informative. That's all that matters. I try to be informative with the show. That is my goal, is to introduce some bands that that Westerners probably haven't heard of. And I try to find some some really good, really talented musicians to focus on on this program. And I think I've done my job pretty well. If I am a little long-winded, I apologize. But uh, that's that's my passion showing, man. That's my enthusiasm. All right, coming up in the next block, we've got one... One of my favorite, I say that a lot on this program, no joke, one of my favorite bands in the world, and again, I say it a lot, but very underrated in the West. Not even Japanese music fans, not even VK fans, really give the credit to this band that they deserve, and that is the amazing Dead End. I don't know what to say about them other than that they are the OGs of VK. The impact that they had on the genre as a whole is, it can be felt for the past 20 years. They they formed in 1984, disbanded in 1990, just from that that short period of existence, they really influenced the next wave of Japanese musicians from ex-Japan, Lunacy, Larson Seal, particularly Haido, the vocalist of Larson Seal, or Laruku, really influenced by Dead End, and in particular the voice of Mori, who is hands down my favorite vocalist, probably the most talented vocalist in the world of Japanese rock music. And I don't say that lightly. Only vocalist that I could possibly put on the same par with him would be uh, Atsushi Sakurai of Buck Tick, Haido of Laruku, and this is just you know my biased opinion, but possibly Issei of Der Zibit. Really talented vocalist, underappreciated, extremely underappreciated. As I said, in, in 1990, they disbanded, and Mori went on to a rather successful solo career. Then he actually got together with Tetsu of Laruku, created a project called Creature Creature, which kind of led into Dead End coming back and its reformation in around 2009. And since uh, reforming, they've had a handful of singles and two amazing albums, Metamorphosis and the album which we'll be playing from tonight, Dream Demon Analyzer. And you were, we were talking about Final Fantasy earlier. Dream Demon A- Analyzer has the honor of the cover artwork being drawn by Yoshitaka Amano uh, of Final Fantasy and uh, Vampire Hunter D fame. Nice. Very influential even with, with artists and designers. Clearly. I still need to actually check out that artwork. I didn't have much of a chance to even look at the album itself. I haven't got a chance to look at uh, any of the inserts or, or the, the booklet. Uh, I've just seen the, the cover of the album. But it's a, it's pretty much the status quo when it comes to a mono artwork. Mm. You know, good use of, of color, very wispy pen line, almost pen looking lines. You know, if you've ever seen any of his drawings for Final Fantasy or Vampire Hunter D, you, you, you kind of already know what you're going to find on the front of this album <laughs> oh yeah i expect something stunning and visual uh it's just a character <laughs> really on a white background as most of his stuff is <laughs> really yeah 
Now, tonight's track is Sui Shouju, which is track one off a Dream Demon Analyzer, which was released in 2012, so pretty recent release. The entrance to this gets me right from the get-go. It, it entrances me. It pulls pulls you in two directions. It's got a faster pace, but it's also dreamy at the same time. Oh, me. man. It's very laid back, especially the vocals. That's what really got me. Yes, that's lovely, lovely Maury. I can swoon yeah. over him for, for many a day. Okay. <laughs> oh, of course. We're good, but I really like the bass, though. The bass is pretty good in the song. It's pretty yes. rich and loud. Yes. Uh, at one point, they did break up, I read. Yes, um, that was in uh, 1990. Yeah. Obviously, you've heard them a lot more than I have. What would you prefer? Would you prefer the pre-90s or the post-breakup sound of Dead End? Oh, man. It, it really depends on my mood. It really does. I enjoy them both, but I must say in in recent years, the more recent stuff has been getting the most listens out of me. I do prefer the, the more recent stuff, if I was to be 100% honest. Yeah, I think I gotta go with that. I listened to some of their earlier works, and it was good, but... I think the, the newer material just sounds a lot tighter. Like overall, it just sounded a lot better, a lot tighter. It had a little more enthusiasm. Uh, like I said, the vocals are good. I kind of wish they were a little harsher. Mm -hmm. They had a little more emphasis to them. But overall, the modern stuff, it, it sounds pretty good. I'm tongue-tied tonight a little bit, apparently. <laughs> 20 years in between to where you know they're going to improve their skills as musicians you know in a, in a production capacity even yeah. you know the technology improves their skills improves so it, it's going to be overall a, a better product you think that that's not always the case in this case yes I will agree with yeah, you. In this case, uh, there there's some yeah. bands, uh, I agree, that is not the case. I will always say older <laughs> during Grey is going to be better than newer during oh, yeah. Grey. Uh, any day of the week, uh, Kyo has absolutely ruined his voice, in my opinion, with this screamy, growly BS that he's pulling. Uh, he had a decent enough singing voice back in the day, and I'll be honest with you guys, uh, Cage w and, you know, the... That whole album there, it's what got me into Visual K to begin with. The, the late 90s, that's what was there. That's what had just come out. That was the thing. And to see them go from that, where they incorporated such amazing visuals, it, it was such different music than what I had heard at the time. Because at that time, you know, new metal was getting popular here in the States, and I, I just wasn't into it. I wasn't a Limp biscuit kind of person, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it really, y'all. <laughs> it, it just really appealed to me. <laughs> hey, you gotta have faith sometimes. That's, that's oh you god. See, I was a Limp Bizkit fan. I loved every minute of it. And I want their <laughs> new album bad. I just haven't had the money to get it. I will not hold that against you, but I've just never been. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, we've really gotten off comment here or off topic. Uh, after that, we do have Boris, which is a pretty infamous band when you're talking about Japanese metal groups. Kind of synonymous with Japanese metal at this stage. They're highly experimental. They incorporate a whole bunch of different genres, noise, drone, sludge, even pop elements in, into some of their you know, A-sides. The, the song we're playing tonight, Statement, it is probably one of their more accessible tracks. And I, I'm not saying that as a bad thing still very much Boris in its tone. You do get that noise element to it, but it's it's by far, it's not the most out there piece that they've done. And I did feel that it was a pretty good introduction to them. If, you, if you've never heard them before, this is, this is kind of what they're about. I, I think I can safely agree with you. You broke my Boris chair 
Missouri. <laughs> so I can't really comment on this band one way or the other. I heard the song and I've honestly, I've been getting a lot of promos for Boris uh, over the past two years for the site. Some of them have been uh, reissued here in the States and all mm-hmm. that. And I, I've just, they just had a know, reissue I, I just, come out here recently. Actually, they do that a lot. Yeah. I, I actually got that promo, but my hard drive broke one of the four times it broke this year. Curse you windows eight. I didn't get to hear it, but then you sent this song along for the set. I'm listening to it. I'm like, Oh my God, this is, and I don't like I don't like it that much. It's good. It's mm-hmm. just okay. I'm gonna see what else they have to do. Twenty seven albums. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, go yeah. Anymore. Really lengthy, lengthy discography with this mm-hmm. one. So if if you like what you hear, you're going to have a ton to to delve through. <laughs> yep. And uh, this is relatively recent, especially when you consider they have twenty seven albums. And this was released in 2008. It was a side single and it was kind of a uh, kind of a preview of things to come in their later releases. One of those. It's kind of like the blueprints of the future. Yeah. And it's one of those where you're you're either going to, you know, love it or hate it kind of deals with some people. I, I know people who worship this band and I know some people who just think it's you know garbage noise. You know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't. But I'm not going to say that they're one of my favorite bands either. They they are talented, and I do respect that they you know experiment as much as they do. That is very yeah. much needed, especially coming from such a pop-centric country as Japan. I highly encourage that. I, I, like I said, I'm not going to say they're one of my favorites. They do have some really excellent tracks out there. So if you like it, by all means, they've got a plethora of stuff out there for you guys to enjoy. So go and nab it. It is on iTunes. It's on all the major retailers. They get American distribution. Not hard to find at all. I've actually heard Boris's name years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody keeps recommending, oh, you should listen to Boris. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I just never got around to it. <laughs> but, you know, this song actually did intrigue me. Like I said, it wasn't the best. But given that they have 27 albums, there's got to be something that I'll look at. Like, this is really good. I mean, the song is good. I really do respect them. It's just not one that I really got into personally. All right. So we are going to get into the songs that is uh, Dead End with Sui Shoujo from Dream Demon Analyzer, released in 2012. And Boris with Statement from Self-Titled Single, released in 2008. Get so, can't stop me. 
Shoujo from Dream Demon Analyzer and Boris with Statement from a self-titled single. Moving right along, we've got in our next block, On Mioza, which is a folk metal band, and Galnerius, uh, which is a power metal band. Going to talk first about On Mioza, and as I said, a, a folk metal band. They infuse traditional Asian themes and instrumentation, particularly from the Heian period of Japanese history. In, very interesting band, and then uh, they do have twin guitarists, which which is interesting because the on Mioza uh, it means a combination of the yin and the yang. So uh, again, another thematic band that that's you know kind of what I dig. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. They do a lot of songs uh, based around Japanese folklore, and uh, the song that we're playing tonight is is really no exception. It's all about the Nipocho or the Ninja Scrolls, and it it was even the theme song for an anime from I think 2005. It was called uh, Basilisk was the name of the anime, and it was a adaptation of the Kolga Ninja Scrolls. I love the vocalist's voice, Kuro Niko which just basically literally translates to Black Cat. <laughs> I love her voice. <laughs> Listening to her, it's a good way to unwind after a stressful day, you know, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. Very, uh, very sweet voice. I really, I, I, it made the band when I listened to it. That, the folk instruments, 
it just really spoke volumes. It's a beautiful song. She she has a very traditional folk Japanese voice to her. It, it, she doesn't try oh, to sound like a, a Western vocalist, like you know, I could say uh, Aya or Amana Tsukiko, you know, artists like those that uh, kind of go off of you know either you know grunge vibes or you know traditional hard rock. She's very zen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Lovely, lovely voice. And it it really fits the the theme of the band, sets the tone. And while it's not showcased in this particular track that we're playing, the bassist also does vocals. So they do have a bit of a uh, give and a take with between girl vocals and, and boy vocals. After Omioza, we've got Galnerius with uh, Temptation Through the Night from Angel of Salvation, and that was released uh, pretty recently, back in 2012. Galnerius, as I said, is a power metal band, and I've only recently gotten into them. They've been around since 2001, and I I kept seeing their name brought up in conversations, since I I am predominantly a Japanese rock music fan, so it it was kind of hard not to hear about them. And they are fairly popular and a little more well-known than some of the other stuff that I'm into. So when I finally got around to hearing them, probably two, three years ago, I was impressed. It's decent music, but the the vocal uh, Shu is again, you know, one of those things you're either going to love it or hate it. He's got a bit of that nasally tone that you pick up in some Japanese artists. I definitely fall onto the the love part of that spectrum. I, I'm going to just admit that this song is on the playlist simply because I find the chorus and the English addictive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love this song on the entire playlist you sent me. This is easily my favorite. It just, it pumps you up. It's, it's good. I like, <laughs> I, I just I'm running love out the of energy. Adjectives. Yes. When she busts in with the temptation, take action. Like, yep. I love it. <laughs> Their last vocalist definitely walked out on something really good here. <laughs> and and, and who, do, who doesn't love a keytar solo? Come on. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> Whoever it is that, that doesn't enjoy a keytar, I don't want to meet him. Just just don't approach me. If you can't respect the keytar. <laughs> How could you not respect the keytar? Uh, there, there's, there's a-holes seriously. out there. I don't know. <laughs> I know, but seriously, those people need to be shot into orbit. <laughs> shot in general. I'll, I'll say yes, that. <laughs> that too. I want them to actually go out into space and not have any suits on and just have the, <laughs> have the rocket ship just kind of break up in orbit. So that way they get thrown out there and we never see or hear from them again. See, I'm just a little more simple. Bullet, back of the head, done, while playing a guitar solo. I'm a little more complex in my malicious activities, so. <laughs> Remind me of my fiancé on that one. He, too, he will <laughs> go on a complete diatribe on how he, he will dismantle somebody. <laughs> I think that's a male I will, thing. <laughs> I will go into great detail about eviscerating individuals sometimes. Will I act upon it? Probably not. But, Probably. you know, gimp rage, that's something you don't mess with. <laughs> So respect the keytar, everybody. Yes. <laughs> so this is Omioza Kyoga Nipolcho from self-titled single. It was the theme for the Basilisk anime. And Galnerius with Temptation Through the Night from the Angel of Salvation album released in 2012.
that was On Miyoza with Koga Nipol Cho and Gal Nurius with Temptation Through the Night. And we're getting to the final song of the night. And it's gone by quickly for me, but I know you had to listen to me drone on and on and on about Versailles at the top of the show. <laughs> oh, God, everything has just taken forever. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking, shut up, do not play the music. When a VK nerd is ranting about VK, the fangirl comes out and and, and I rant. (laughs) That's what happens. (laughs) Hey, don't worry about it. A rant is a rant. It never is short, so. I warned you at the top of the show I was going off on a tangent, and I did. I warned you. (laughs) You didn't believe me. (laughs) Then I looked at my time here, and I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) all right final song of tonight is a really well-known band especially considering some of the other artists we've played tonight probably more well-known than you know even boris and that's um chthonic i'm probably butchering that but i this is one instance where i don't feel bad for butchering the name because the pronunciation of that is kind of torn anyway even among academics so (laughs) i don't feel bad for butchering that one Actually, uh, I'm trying to remember back to when I used to be an actual on-air DJ. We got a promo in the mail with Cedic Bale. Uh, On the the list, it said Thonic. I think that's what the pronunciation was. I asked the label, I'm like, is that right? Yeah, Thonic. That's the the way they pronounce it. So uh, I I always go with Thonic, just to be sure. I will take your word for it, and I will call them Thonic. (laughs) Okay. Again, that's by the label. I have no idea if I'm right or wrong, but that's what the label said. Well, if that's what the label said, then then it's probably correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Thonic is a uh, Taiwanese metal band. As, again, um, incorporates elements of uh, their heritage and, and traditional elements for where they're from, like uh, On Mioza does with the Japanese folklore. Chthonic uh, draws on, uh, or Thonic rather, draws on uh, Taiwanese and Chinese uh, mythology, and in, in, uh, even in their, their instrumentation as well. It's probably the, the best use of an erhu I've ever heard, and you don't hear much with that instrument anyway. But... No. <laughs> Whenever it's used, I always fall in love with it. I, I gotta respect any band that uses that instrument. Exactly. And like uh, some of our other bands that we've played tonight, they, they dabble into a few different subgenres of metal, so it's kind of hard for me to classify them into a particular subgenre. You might be better apt to do this than me, but I, I know some of the, the early releases had more of a power metal vibe and clean vocals, and other releases, you know, a bit more of a black metal feel. So they, they kind of, you know, traverse the spectrum when, when it comes to, to metal what would you classify them as they're, they they kind of walk the line between various melodic black metal melodic death metal styles mm-hmm. especially with the newer one it's really hard to tell lately they seem to have been going a bit with a uh, a stylish kind of sound to them but it does kind of tread more to melodic death metal at times at least in my opinion but you know what it, it's it's great either way i love the new album the last one not so much but this new one i have it been meaning to get my hands on their latest album and as i was saying to you during the break you know some things just get lost in the shuffle i'm all the time getting new things in and you're i know i know you're in the same boat oh yeah (laughs) they're fairly well known here in the west and that's um due in part to them being on the ozfest tour back in uh, 07 and that that about made me 
you know, shit bricks, <laughs> to yeah. put it, you know, in not so eloquent terminology. Uh, I was stunned that, that an Asian group was finally getting that big of a spotlight in the States. It was amazing to me for for someone who's been into Asian music, you know, for as long as I have, to to finally see that kind of recognition on that big of a platform, it, it, it mind-boggling to me. Yeah. Well, that was because the label really put a, a strong push behind Cedic Bale. That yes. was out in 2005, and if it weren't for the label pushing Cedic Bale, I'm, uh, I, I doubt there were there would be such a strong U.S. following for this band outside of the underground people who generally look for that kind of style. Especially when it comes to black metal. Black metal, the, their fans are rabid. You do not mm -hmm. mess with them. <laughs> I had them, I gave a band a low score. I got death threats. Oh, wow. You do not mess with them. You do not mess with the black metal. No, you do not. <laughs> so they, when they find a good band, a lot of the black metal fans, like, such as myself, I, I'm not the biggest black metal fan, but you know, you know what I mean. Cedic yeah. uh, Bill, when that came out, I loved it. I latched onto it. I've been a, I've been a fan of Thonic. I can't even say it for I don't even know how long at this point since 2005. Do the math. I have yet to hear the first three albums. I heard they're dramatically different compared to Cedic Bale and some of the other later albums, which doesn't surprise me. They are. They, they are. are? Uh, right. Cedic Bale was considerably different than, than the earlier stuff. Not that I'm an expert on their earlier works, but I, I have given, uh, I believe it was the, their uh, second release. I have heard it a couple of times, and it is... It's a whole different animal than, than what they're doing nowadays. And see, that kind of started with Cedric Bell. Yeah. That was my introduction to them as well. I was back in the MySpace days, and they were really oh, pimping that MySpace. MySpace page hardcore back then. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing, too. If it weren't for social networking, I'm sure a lot of these bands in general from uh, the show tonight, they would not have any ground whatsoever within the U.S. market. I can certainly agree with that. You know, back in the day, you know, in the late 90s, you had to go on IRC channels and, and forums and uh, Usenet groups, you know, to, to find these artists. And nowadays, you know, it's easily accessible on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, you know, every musician got a Twitter account now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just made it, again, using that word, accessible to, to Western yep. fans. kind of warms my heart a little bit, but at the same time, there's, there's that, that little pretentious part of myself that wants to keep it all to myself. <laughs> Mine! You can't have it! <laughs> you do not love this as much as I do. You do not have the time investment. <laughs> you do not have the same knowledge that I do. Be gone with you, peasant! <laughs> Well, that's my own ego, you know? That's why I started the show, man. <laughs> hey, you're welcome to have an ego. That's why I started my site. No, there are plenty of reasons why I started my site, but ego is part of it. Oh, we have run out of time. Oh, look at that. Oh, goodness grief. <laughs> Before Our... we go, though, I, I do want to mention this. I'm looking at the picture of Thonic from recently. They look like they stepped out of Mortal Kombat. I have not seen a new <laughs> picture of them in, in a while, so you'll have to link me. I'll throw I'll a, show you a picture, picture on later. the site. One of them looks like Cabal. <laughs> okay. It's not Final Fantasy, at least. Everything comes around to Final Fantasy. This time, Mortal Kombat. Again, more Western influence. Bound to get the Westerners to like it more. Yep. <laughs> Everyone's been on a you know hate Final Fantasy kick here lately. <laughs> hey, you know, half of these bands, especially the last two, not... Uh, not Thonic, obviously. The last two ones, they would make a hell of a better theme to any Final Fantasy game than the theme to Final Fantasy X. Screw that song. <laughs> Couldn't stand it. 
She's done, uh, her name escapes me at the moment, but she's done quite a bit of work with Square. She's not bad, it's just that song. It just sounds so pretentious. Didn't she do the same for Kingdom Hearts as well? I think she did. I hate Kingdom Hearts, so I can't really answer that. <laughs> yes, I know. Light the light the torches and the pitchforks. I can't stand Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I, I like the first two games, but when it started going to the handheld stuff, I lost track of everything. I loved Disney films growing up, so it kind of fit two niches that I loved into one, you know, clean, slick package. So it, it was tailor made for someone like me. <laughs> oh, okay. I love Disney too, but eh, it just wasn't for me. I heard it's gotten pretty ridiculous but i digress okay guys it's the end of the show and we've got to say good night even though i'm loving the conversation uh we'll definitely have you back on the show apoc and uh, where can where can we find you at tell our listeners where we can find you you can find me at my site apox.net a-p-o-c-h-s and you can also check out my gaming stuff over at leadexample.net Alrighty, and as usual uh, you can find everything Oto related on oto-show.com we're on Facebook at the Oto Show Twitter at Oto Show Official email me directly mamacass at oto-show.com and join the last FM group guys we still don't have very many members I, I want to know what y'all are listening to I want to know what you think of, of what you're listening to so j- join our group and join the community we'd love to have you here is uh thonic with uh, venom in my veins from the mirror of retribution album that was released in 2009 have a good night
OTO is a 1201 Beyond production. Visit 1201beyond.com for more great shows.